I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Thursday, April 21st. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice. That's Colby Olson. I'm Peter Apple. And today on the episode, we are talking about the MLB MVP Cy Young and Rookie of the Year awards. We're given an update because earlier in the season, actually before the season even started, we gave you our MVP picks, all of the award picks for this upcoming season. So now we want to reevaluate, check out the current lines and give you guys an update on how certain rookies especially have been performing. And we've seen a lot of mix-ups in the MVP and Cy Young races as well. Colby Olson, what's going on, brother? What's going on, dude? We we have a lot to talk about. I mean, you, you might be thinking, wow, you guys literally just recorded three weeks ago this same episode, right? We gave our picks. And you must be thinking, three weeks of the season, what's really changed? I got to say, a lot has changed. A lot more has changed than I thought would have changed right now. The Cy Young picture looks bleak with uh, Garrett Cole struggling right now. The NL Cy Young we always thought was going to be up in the air. Seiya Suzuki, Peter. We need to really, really, really go into Seiya Suzuki because I think it's almost quiet how insanely good he's been this year. Do you find that? Do you, do you think that? I think slightly. I think people are still waiting to figure out if he's real or not, but I think you and I are both in agreement <laughs> that he is. And another reason for doing this episode is I've gotten a lot of DMs that I'm sure you have too, what should I do? How should I be betting Seiya Suzuki? What should I be doing with O'Neill Cruz? Is he, when's he coming up yet? A lot of stuff on rookie of the year. And also I've gotten so many DMs about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. possibly winning this MVP. So that's what spawned this idea. So we want to update you guys on the current odds and give you a little bit of analysis in there. So Colby, let's start. Let's start with the American League MVP and let's start with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I'll give a little summary before we go into each league and each award on how the awards have changed since opening day. So on April 3rd, basically right before the season start, um, Otani was the favorite, Mike Trout was second, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was third. But then Vladdy had a big three home run day. Also Buxton took the league by storm. So Buxton's line moved from plus 3,500 to plus 1,200. But now as currently constructed, Vladdy is your American league favorite right now to win MVP followed by Shohei Otani at plus 350. Vladdy's at plus 325. Trout's at plus 700. Buxton is fourth in odds right now at plus 1,500, even though he is still currently dealing with an injury, but he'll be back in a couple of days. Then Jose Ramirez and Luis Robert, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, and Aaron Judge round out the next. So Colby, my pick was Aaron Judge. And currently Aaron Judge's value has gone to plus 3,000. I originally got him at plus 1,800. I understand why the value has dropped for a little bit. Aaron Judge is not off to a great start, but he's also off to a pretty good start. I'm a little bit worried about that bet as currently constructed right now. How are you feeling about Aaron Judge to win MVP? It, it's early. I am not going to overreact to anything just yet. Right now, I think his odds are fine, and I think plus 3,000 is pretty good value for him. There's definitely guys that have performed better than him in the two, three weeks that we've been playing this season. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that, Peter. He's been absolutely as advertised. It's Aaron Judge. He's always going to be above average. It's just that some guys right now, Peter, have like 300 WRC pluses. Like, it's not impossible. Yeah, it's slightly challenging. Who Who was your pick again? Let me know how the odds have changed. 
Okay, so I had Shohei. So his odds are are pretty similar. My value pick, I had uh, picked Jose Ramirez, who has got off to a really, really solid start. He just hit a grand slam today as we're recording this against the White Sox. They're killing. The Guardians are killing the White Sox right now. Eight to nothing. Dallas Keuchel stakes. But yeah, Jose Ramirez is off to a tear, man. He has like a 250, 275 WRC+, ton of home runs, playing great defense as always. I really like that pick. If Vladdy gets hurt, if a Shohei has, he's not shown up yet, Peter. No, he has not shown up yet. He's hitting 216 right now, 31% K rate. He's only walking 5% of the time. I don't know if he's just a little trigger happy right now. I don't think he's settled in just yet to this season. Um, but again, it's 12 games, it's 54 plate appearances, and another 54 plate appearances. He might hit seven home runs, hit 400. And we might go, okay, Shohei Otani was always the MVP. It was always Shohei Otani. I think Jose Ramirez, and I'm not trying to overreact here, but from the early showings of what Jose Ramirez can give you, I'm thinking about hitting him live. Because right now, his odds, like he's behind Byron Buxton at plus 1,800. He should not be behind Byron Buxton at plus 1,800. I would argue, Colby, that he should be right there with Mike Trout. And Mike Trout is currently around plus 700. Because Mike Trout is still dealing with injuries. He got hit on the wrist, and now he had to exit the game. We aren't totally sure when he's going to come back, but we know it will be soon-ish. But right now, Colby, I think Jose Ramirez should be on the forefront of everybody's mind, especially at plus 1,800 when the value, for example, at a plus 325 for Vladdy or plus 350 for Shohei isn't even close to what you could get with Jose Ramirez right now. Peter, what do you think Wander Franco would have to do this year to win the MVP? Is it hit If he hits 360... Does he win MVP? He would have to do other things. But if he hit 360, yeah, he probably does win MVP. But is he going to hit 360? Probably he's not. hitting 404 right now. He's putting everything in play. He's putting he's I think 360 is actually within reach. And that's crazy to say, but I think it really is. What do you view Wander Franco as moving forward? Like, what do you are you are you looking at Juan Franco as a guy who's going to hit 340 year over year? Yeah, I mean, Trey Turner, we look at as a guy that's going to hit 320 to 330. Wander Franco's batted ball profile in terms of he doesn't, he strikes out the lowest in the league. He's striking out 8% of the time right now. He's walking 2% of the time. So that means basically every time Wander Franco, 10% of the time or 90% of the time, he's putting the ball in play and he has the ability to put a lot of line drives into play. And a lot of just contact that that drops for hits. The amount of multi-hit games this guy has is unreal. And like I said in our last episode, Peter, I think this is a guy that could really challenge a hit streak, you know, record here. He could go for 40 straight games getting a hit. Um, so, yeah, I think 340 is year over year really possible with this guy. We've never seen – we haven't seen somebody with this talent since Tony Gwynn. It's unbelievable. But the thing is, Vegas agrees with you. Plus 2,500. I mean, right now he is in front of Aaron Judge, in front of Jordan Alvarez, in front of Bo Bichette, Corey Seager, Kyle Tucker. The way he's priced right now is exactly the way you're describing it. But the way you're describing it is still like a very, you know, lengthy outcome. It would be hard for him to do something like that. So my thinking is I'm going to stay away from the Wander Franco. Honestly, for the AL MVP, the way the odds have changed, the only play that I'm looking at seriously is Jose Ramirez. And I still do like Aaron Judge again at 3,000. If you're going to give me better odds, I still think that he has a great shot of winning it. 
Man, Wander Franco, 50% hard hit rate right now. A lot of it's in, in the ground, two-degree two launch angle average right now. Mm. But that 50% hard hit rate just has me fired up for Wander Franco. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that as a live bet right now. I think I'm in on the Wander Franco train, especially if the Rays go on to win the AL East. I think he's going to be a big re- – he's going to be the reason, really. He's their best player right now at 21 years old. It's kind of amazing. So now we move on to NL MVP, shall NL we? NL MVP. So the odds opened at Juan Soto being miles ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, but Juan Soto was the favorite at plus 320. and But it dropped slightly because he slashed around 250 in his first four games. Um, and then it went right back up to plus 300 again. So Juan Soto is still currently your favorite. It's funny, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s odds have not really wavered. He's still at plus 800. He is still the second favorite to win this award. And Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Nolan Arenado's odds have jumped. And also the biggest jump out of any player, that's Cubs rookie Seiya Suzuki. His odds went from plus 6,500 for NL MVP to plus 3,500, and he is now a top 15 favorite. So when we go through Colby, because my pick for NL MVP was Bryce Harper at plus 900, and Bryce Harper's odds have not actually changed. How has the NL MVP race unfolded in your mind in terms of a betting? I had Juan Soto as my as one of my picks, and I'm still confident with that. He's he's definitely the best hitter in this league. Um, but I had Francisco Lindor as my value pick at plus 2800. Peter, he's now moved to plus 1800, and he's playing like his MVP self. He just had a walk off double yesterday if i'm if i'm correct and he's playing like the 330 million dollar man that he was hyped up to be and i'm very happy about that um and i'm very happy about this bet so say a suzuki man he leads the league in barrel rate he leads the league in expected woba he has he's put together right now as we as in the first two weeks of the season the best hitting profile in baseball, his quality of contact has been unbelievable. He's barreling as many balls as Giancarlo Stanton is, but he's getting more hits and he's taking his walks too. disciplined hitter with power. This guy's the real deal, Colby. And I'm just happy to I've been on the bandwagon now since November when I made that first TikTok and then wrote the article. Like, I'm just so excited to see him really blossom. Um, but really for the NL MVP, I'm not making any live bets right now. There's nobody that has really taken the league totally by storm that makes me want to jump off the Bryce Harper train, especially because the odds haven't changed. And also my value bet at plus 3,500 for Manny Machado also hasn't changed. I'm not really making any moves right now. I just think it's very interesting that Acuna's odds are still as low as they are. So he's, he's in AAA right now about to do a rehab assignment and he should be back. I would, I would assume by May 1st, we'll see him on the field um, in Atlanta. Manny Machado, I'm actually surprised his odds have not moved up because he's raking, he's stealing bases, he's playing incredible defense, and the Padres look amazing even without Fernando Tatis. So I really like that pick. The other guy that I would dabble in, um, it's Kristen Yelich right now. He's leading the league in hard hit rate, and he looks back close to what he was in his MVP season. The only problem is that he hits everything on the ground these days. If he up that launch angle just a little bit and put a little bit more of that hard contact in the air, we could see 40 home runs from Yelich again. I'm not ready to say that will happen, though. I'm not ready to say that either. And with the Brewers scuffling, 
Christian Yelich could win an MVP because the Brewers will be near the top, but I just, there's something about Yelich. I just really don't want to touch him this year, even though he has made some improvements and I am liking what I'm seeing. So let's talk about the AL Cy Young. So a couple days before the season, we knew Garrett Cole was the favorite. That was my pick. And Garrett Cole is still the favorite. His odds have just kind of trickled down to plus 550. So they're not as good, but he's still the favorite. Um, And Bieber, Bieber's odds actually got worse for a better. He's now at plus 650. He was higher at plus 700. And Framber Valdez has had the biggest jump from plus 7,000 to plus 500, as well as Dylan Cease taking a large step up. Dylan Cease actually bumped up over Robbie Ray. Dylan Cease plus 850, Robbie Ray plus 1100, followed by Justin Verlander plus 1300, Shane McClanahan, Lucas Giolito, Kevin Gosman, Alec Manoa, and Jose Barrios, and then Shohei Otani round out the top 10. Colby, my pick was Garrett Cole, and honestly, I'm petrified. He did not look good in his start against the Tigers. The command has been off the entire year. The fastball velocity, it all still looks good, but he has just not been the same pitcher. And we're about to rank our top 10 or top ten starting pitchers on the Just Baseball show. Colby, I don't want to put him third. So Garrett Cole this season, Peter, last night, five walks, inning and two-thirds. He looks like he can't find the zone. And I don't want to bring up the sticky stuff incident over and over and over again with Garrett Cole, but we saw that his command was different after the sticky stuff lockdown last season. And right now, Peter, 14% walk rate. That's not Garrett Cole. That is not Garrett Cole. I'm hoping he finds his way. It's only three starts and, you know, he could bounce back over the next three, shut out three teams, go seven, eight innings each start. And then we're talking about Garrett Cole's the Cy Young again, but Something is very, very different with this version of Garrett Cole. He looks anxious out there. I've never really seen that from him. He looks a little lost. Right? He does look a little lost. And another guy who was at the top of the leaderboard as well, Shane Bieber. A little bit of a drop in velo. What have you seen from Shane Bieber on that front? Because Shane Bieber, you know, he, when he's on, he's the 2020 Cy Young. But since 2020... His numbers don't indicate that he should be a Cy Young. What are you seeing with Shane Bieber? So Shane Bieber right now is succeeding without the velocity, which we didn't see at the end of last year. He's averaging today as we record this, he's pitching against the White Sox. He's averaging 90 miles an hour in his fastball, Peter. This is a guy that averaged 93 miles an hour, was getting a ton of whiffs on his fastball, and he still is getting whiffs on his fastball. Surprisingly is at 90 miles an hour because he just does have that good of a fastball profile. And the secondaries are that good. The slider is filthy. The knuckle curve is filthy. We know that. So I'm not sure. I think I think Shane Bieber might have figured out a way with his improved command, with throwing his secondaries more and focusing less on his forcing fastball, he's found a way to succeed at a lower velocity. And I actually am pretty confident that if Garrett Cole is struggling as bad as he is, he looks really good as a Cy Young winner. Peter, I want to throw it back to you because Dylan Cease has looked incredible as well. And this is a guy that you were super hyped up on coming into the year. And it really was, it wasn't a question about whether Dylan Cease would have the stuff, but rather if he would have the command and, and the pitch ability to take his game to the next level. And so far, in my opinion, he has. But I want to hear you expand on, on what you've seen from Dylan Cease. 
just what I, from what I've seen from Dylan Cease is exactly what I expected to see from Dylan Cease. I expected him to go a little bit longer in games, really, you know, turn out better starts on that front, his command be more consistent. And that's all that he's done because it's not like Dylan Cease had to make pitch repertoire changes. He didn't have to bring in a new pitch. He didn't have to throw other pitches less. All of his individual pitches are good. It was just about commanding them within the zone in order to keep the pitch count lower so that he could continue to go into the sixth inning rather than being a five-inning guy who gets taken out with three walks but nine Ks after 100 pitches. Now let's get watch him go into the sixth and the seventh. I know it's still early, so we haven't seen a ton of that, but what we have seen is the command has gotten much better, and that makes all of his individual pitches better too. Dylan Cease is one of the best pitchers in the American league but currently at his odds i'm just backing off slightly because i just don't like this al cy young race at all i don't like to bet it my personal pick was garrett cole he had the worst odds out of everyone and he's not showing that he's anything close to american league cy young so right now i love what i'm seeing from dylan cease but at the price tag you know plus 850 no i don't want to do that either so i just don't want to bet on this american league cy young race and I think Dylan Cease's odds are a bit inflated right now because of Lucas Giolito being on the IL. When Lucas Giolito comes back into the fold, that complicates that rotation a ton. And it's like, okay, who is the best pitcher in this rotation? Is Lucas Giolito the best? Because before getting hurt, Lucas Giolito also looked very, very good. And so I don't know if that kind of clutters it. Like we always talk about the Dodgers and their, you know, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and like how low Freddie Freeman, how loaded that team is and how that complicates their MVP odds. It's kind of the same thing here. So to me, Shane Bieber looks like the best option right now, but it's like, am I really going to go bet on a guy that's throwing 90 miles an hour when we're used to him throwing 93, 94? Absolutely not. So I'm with you, Peter. I think I'm going to stay away from this for now. I have no live bets. Let's ride out our Garrett Cole pick and see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Let's talk about the NL Cy Young. Currently, Max Scherzer and Corbin Burns lead the list. Um, Woodruff's odds have faded a little bit, but Carlos Rodon's have improved a lot. Carlos Rodon is now currently in the top five of Cy Young and his teammate Logan Webb has actually dropped a little bit, not a great start against the Mets, but we have no reason to be concerned about Logan Webb unless Colby, are you concerned at all about Logan Webb? Because from what I've seen, I don't have any concerns. It's just baseball. Sometimes a couple balls land here and there. Exactly. So Logan Webb, if you want to pick any holes in him thus far, is not getting the whiffs he was last year, but it's three starts. I'm not going to, you know, he's a ground ball pitcher. It's early in the year. It's cold. I think batters might be swinging a little bit more at this point in the season too, because they're just, they're not used to, they're not ready yet. We had a short and spring training. They're jumping at baseballs. He's getting a lot of weak contact on the ground. Like we always expect Logan Webb to do. I'm still confident that he's going to end the season with a two, four, a two, five ERA and be in this Cy Young race. Yeah, and my pick for the National League Cy Young was Walker Buehler at plus 900, and his odds have trickled down slightly to plus 850. He's not a guy I'm going to put anything more on. The only guy that I really want to take a very strong look at is Carlos Rodon, because I know Carlos Rodon's odds have skyrocketed, but for good reason. Carlos Rodon, when he's on Colby, is personally a top 15 pitcher for me. When that fastball is 98 and he's got the breakaway slider, he is unhittable. I'm actually going to tonight. You're hearing this. We're recording this on a Wednesday release on Thursday. I'm going to Mets Giants tonight. I'm going to go watch Carlos Rodon in his third important start. We'll see if that trickles over, but I do think that it will. When he's healthy and when he's on, 
He's unbelievable. And the Giants, I feel like, are going to know how to keep him healthy with all the different veterans that they have. And they have a longer rotation as well. They have guys like Sammy Long, other guys that they can get maybe, you know, give him a rest, give him a spot start. I think Carlos Rodon has a very good shot to win the NL Cy Young. And I still think at his current price tag of plus 1,100, I mean, he's still behind Zach Wheeler, for example. And I think he has a better shot than Wheeler does this year, quite honestly, with the shoulder issues. And Wheeler's command hasn't been as great. And his velo is slightly down. I, I think Carlos Rodon is a fine live bet right now. Peter, yeah, I, I said it in my pitcher rankings. He, w- he didn't make my top 20 when I released it in December. But I said he would have made it if I you know, trusted that his shoulder was going to come back healthy, and it has. He's up to his hardest velocity ever. And the thing with Carlos Rodon, the only thing that would hold him back from being right there in the Cy Young Award race is can he last with that velocity? Can he make it to August, September, the dog days of summer when everybody's tired, everybody just wants to make it to the playoffs? Can he last in those months? Because that's what we saw last year when he kind of fell apart at the end of last year. Peter, the guy I'm going to live bet is a guy I probably should have bet here in the first place, right? I took Julio Urias plus 3,500, plus 2,500, whatever it was, pretty long odds. He's been okay. He's been okay. He's only made two starts. One of them was pretty short, only two innings. So I'm not ready to you know, throw that one out the window. Webb has looked solid. I am ready to bet Corbin Burns at plus mm. 750. I'm really ready, Peter. He looks exactly like he did last year. And he had a rough you know, opening day start. It was freezing in Chicago. Not worried. He got roughed a little up a little bit. But since then... He has been on a tear. Two starts, seven innings, 10 Ks against Pittsburgh, eight Ks against Baltimore. I don't care that they're the worst teams in baseball. He looks himself. He's not walking, guys. I think you got to take him. With DeGrom being hurt and Max Scherzer still looking good, but I'm not, I'm taking Burns over Scherzer. So here's my deep value bet. I I agree with you. I I think Burns looks exactly as advertised. I don't care the competition that he's been facing because it really doesn't matter the competition that Corbin Burns faces. He's going to dice through every lineup. And the only person that could beat Corbin Burns is Corbin Burns himself. If his stuff is not on that day, he might have a bad start. But if his stuff is on, he can dice through any lineup in baseball. The pick I'm looking at, and you mentioned it yourself, that you were like, oh, did we get Julio Reyes at 2,500? What did we get? We got him at 2,500, and now he's at 3,500 due to those starts. Like, I'm jumping back on again. Plus 3,500 is not. Like, that's that's unfair for a guy like Julio Arias. For example, like Chris Bassett is at plus 3,000. Tyler McGill is at plus 3,500. Sandy Alcantara is at plus 3,000. Aaron Nola is at plus 3,000. You're telling me those are better options than Julio Urias right now? No, they are not. I will be going with Julio Urias again at plus 3,500. Going to sprinkle. Going to sprinkle again. I do still think he has a shot to win this. Absolutely. Absolutely. He looked great in his last start when five innings shut out five K's looked great. Chris Bassett has looked really good, but I don't think he's going to win a Cy Young. Max Freed last night when almost six innings perfecto against the Dodgers. And he, he looks like he could be right in this race, Peter. I predicted him to be the wins leader in all of baseball. And I really like the way that bet's looking right now, because this Braves team, is going to be really good. That bullpen last night, Kenley Jansen shutting down his old team just didn't feel right, but it was really cool. Also, Max Fried was my guy when I was like, pitches we like, pitches we don't like. And I was getting DMs like, is Max Fried okay? Yeah, it's still Max Fried, people. It's totally fine. He's going to pitch. A He's updated again. his pitch mix too, Peter. He's throwing less fastballs. He's throwing more sinkers. And he's throwing more sliders, which I like. 
He's got that hard slider at almost 90 miles an hour. Guys, don't don't hit that. He's a disgusting pitcher. Let's talk about the AL Rookie of the Year because the odds have changed a little bit. And this, these awards, the AL and the NL, are really what people like to live bet because with Rookie of the Year, sometimes Vegas doesn't have a good read on how these rookies will perform. And now we have a better understanding. So what we knew is that Bobby Witt opened as the favorite and he's currently still the favorite and his odds really haven't changed. They're around plus 300 and now they're around plus 310. But the biggest jump, is that Stephen Kwan went from plus 6,500 and he is now at plus 650. And Spencer Torkelson's odds have actually gone down to plus 410. So Bobby Wood Jr. and Spencer Torkelson are really the guys at the top. I mean, a guy like Spencer Torkelson, he was at plus 450, now he's at plus 410. So just slightly. But Jeremy Pena at plus 850 is someone that I want to talk about because the entire baseball world is enamored with Stephen Kwan and his crazy batting average, how he leads all rookies. But number two is Jeremy Pena and Jeremy Pena is playing really good defense with the Astros as well. On top of he led off last night, Colby, and he's been leading off. Jeremy Pena was your pick. So tell me why you just are obsessed with this because not only was he plus 1200 when you bet it, now he's plus 850. And I still think he should be at least with Bobby Wood Jr. Peter, we have Bobby Witt Jr. hitting like 100. We have Julio Rodriguez, who's hitting 125. We have all these prized rookies hitting in the hundreds. And here, and, and here's the reason, Peter. They're all 21 or 22 years old. Jeremy Pena is 24 years old. He has a little bit more seasoning under him. He's a little bit older, a little bit more mature, a little bit. He's able to handle that pressure a little bit more. And the Astros believe that he is their short, starting shortstop of the future. So far this year, 333 average, two bombs. He's only striking out 17% of the time. A 306 ISO, are you kidding me? He's 16th in barrel rate, which is, if you don't know what barrel rate is, it takes exit velocity, but it takes exit velocity between a certain launch angle, meaning it values line drives. So if you hit a line drive hard, it's going to value that. And Jeremy Pena is hitting a lot, a lot of line drives hard, and he looks... He looks already like looks a superstar. The part. He looks the part. That's what he looks. He looks like an MLB all-star type shortstop. That's the look that he gets. The one that I wanted to touch on also is Matt Brash at plus 1,500. Because Matt Brash's odds have jumped through the roof as well. And we, we saw is in a slider that is optimized perfectly. It has a ton of movement. He throws it hard and he could throw it for strikes and he tunnels it well off his 96 mile an hour fastball. Matt Brash is a very exciting pitcher for the Mariners. And we talk about Gilbert, you know, we talk about maybe their best in George Kirby, but Matt Brash could be the best out of all of them. And at plus 1500, do you see any value at this point? Because me personally, I don't at plus 1500, the odds have gotten too out of control. So for example, like Joe Ryan is behind him and Joe Ryan just has, is a, in my, maybe not a better pitcher, but at least has more experience and is better MLB ready right now. See, that's the problem, Peter. Matt Brash might be filthier than Joe Ryan, and he might be the filthiest rookie pitcher out there. But is Matt Brash going to go 160, 170 innings? I don't think the Mariners are going to let him go that far. I think he's going to get to 100, 120 innings, and then they're going to kind of let the leash back again. And if they're in the playoff mix, they're going to need him for the playoffs. So I think at the end of the season, we're going to see Matt Brash on a short leash. 
I like Joe Ryan's odds at plus 1900 right now. He's looked really good. He carved up the Red Sox the other day. Um, doesn't walk a lot of guys. Gets surprisingly a ton of whiffs with a 93 mile an hour fastball. His slider looks a lot better. He looks like a guy to me that can throw 180 innings and can, can, you got to get to 180 innings to beat out these sluggers, man. Agreed. So I think our, our side right now, like I still think Jeremy Pena plus 850 is fine value. I really, I grabbed him at plus 1200 preseason and those odds haven't really shrunk too much. I I agree, Peter. I think Jeremy Pena is a a really solid bet at plus eight. What'd you say? Plus 850 plus 850. Bobby Witt Jr. will turn it around. I'm just not sure if it will be in time to catch Jeremy Pena the way the tear he's on. I do want to bring up Julio Rodriguez quickly, too, because his approach has been terrible thus far. He has, what, five hits, but he does have a 60% hard hit rate. The problem is it's in the ground. He's putting everything on the ground, which is a sign of a guy that is overmatched at the plate and, and is just trying to make contact with anything. When he does make contact with it, it goes a long way. So I think give... Give Julio Rodriguez another 50, another 100 plate appearances, and he's going to show why he's a star. But again, is that going to be too late to catch up to Jeremy Pena? Also, I, I have to admit something to you. I, um, after we did our episode about like guys we like, and we were talking about waiver pickups as well, I was looking at the AL rookie of the year odds, and I saw Jose Siri was at plus 13,000, and I put $10 on it because. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to hit, but Jose Siri looks really athletic out there in center and he's hitting and he's still in bases. And now he's playing center for the Houston Astros plus 13,000. Peter's like, okay, if the whole entire MLB gets blown up and Jeremy Pena tears his ACL, Jose Siri has a chance at plus 13,000. That's $1,300. Would your bet be void though? If, if like every MLB season just, or every MLB stadium just crumbles. I don't know if they have a rule for that, but if they, yeah, I assume they have that covered. Yeah. Jose Siri, I, I wouldn't tell that with me, but if you're down, you know, maybe you, trade? Eat, maybe you don't want to eat lunch. You had eight, 10 bucks for lunch and you're like eh, i'm not even that hungry i'll just put it also can the listeners series. just give us a little clap for not making like a hey siri joke those are awful yeah those are awful that's why i didn't want to do so let's talk about the nl rookie of the year because right now say suzuki he started as the favorite at plus 365 followed closely by o'neill cruz but now it's all say suzuki at plus 170 and o'neill cruz's odds have now dropped to plus 750 hunter green is now the second best odds to win the nl rookie of the year at plus 450 and then rounding out the top three obviously say hunter green o'neill cruz then cj abrams bryson stott joey bart seth beer mckenzie gore nicola dolo and for some reason sixto sanchez continues to appear on these lists when he might not even pitch this year. I think that's a terrible bet. If you're a Marlins fan hoping for Sixto to come back and win it, like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think he's going to at all. But Colby, what did I say when we recorded our episode? I said, I'm jumping on Seiyaf Suzuki now because his odds are going to trickle down to plus 150. Right now, they're at plus 170. I didn't expect him to trickle down in, in 10 days, but I did expect that to happen over the season because he's just so much more advanced than every other rookie. And we have seen some interesting things of O'Neill Cruz in the minor leagues. We saw a video of him taking a swing and missing and a bat striking out and didn't look motivated. That was the big thing. Lazy. And we've heard about 
mental stuff, stuff going up up here. Is he a mature enough player to get the call up now to the Pirates? What are your views on O'Neill Cruz as, as we sit here today? My parents used to say to me, Colby, you look bored in school. <laughs> I think you're, you're a little bit below your level, even in sports, right? You go to gym class. If you're an athlete in gym class, you, you like it. But if you're playing people that aren't good at the sport, you're not as engaged. I think O'Neill Cruz is playing below his level right now. But that's even in triple A. That makeup is not good for that to be your mindset in triple A as a you're not a 25 year old prospect. That's not a good mindset to have, though. It's definitely not a good mindset, Peter. But I will say it doesn't. I'm not going to say that it's bad for O'Neill Cruz's future outlook because he has everything that a super superstar should have. He hits the ball hard. He's fast. He's six, seven monster, but yeah, I'm not currently touch. I didn't bet him when we talked last time, yeah, right? You I said, said you're going to wait. Yeah. And I'm not going to touch him right now. Um, you know, Peter, do you think say Suzuki's uh, real quick? Do you think his are going to keep shrinking? Like, do you think we're going to get an even line eventually on Suzuki? I think or we're going to get a minus line. Because I, I think I'm I think I'm ready to, to put money on, say, a Suzuki at plus 170. That's the thing. That's the biggest question I get in my DMs. Is it now the time to bet on, say, a Suzuki? And you and I are in the same boat. I think it is. And I think in, until he gets to plus 110, which I don't know if he ever will be, or even a minus line. Like I, that's what I'm projecting it, but it may never get to that. But who I think else is going to make the All Star right? game for the Cubs? Uh, Contreras might, because Contreras, the catcher, he's been raking. Okay, but, sure, yeah, but maybe that might be it. Say a Suzuki right now. We, how many times Michael Saunders made an All Star game? I think Say Suzuki looks locked in, especially a fan vote. He's a fan favorite. He looks locked in to make an all-star game, Peter. That would that would propel him right to the top. I think I'm ready to, to put money down on Say Suzuki. I think at least a unit on him right now. I like his odds. I'm glad I waited. I mean, I'm not, you know, glad, but I'm yeah. glad I waited to see, you know, this is Say Suzuki. He's real. He's hitting the ball hard. He has an amazing approach. And he's just likable. He's just such a likable dude. The one value pick I like is Nick Lodolo. What do you think of that? Don't love it. Don't love it. His command is not what I thought it would be when he came up. His command is not. Did the, you his, watch him carve up the, the Padres though? It did look pretty good. Five innings, eight strikeouts. But he, he wasn't hitting two. his spots. His stuff is just so good. He was hitting his spots better than in that first start. And I'm yes. ready to give him two or three more starts to show that that stuff is there. The stuff is there. The, the command, I think he was commanding down the zone, Peter. I like him at plus 3,500 right now. Hunter Green, to me, is is not that far ahead of Nick Lodolo that Hunter Green deserves plus 700 versus Nick Lodolo at plus 3,500. So I, I I'm like worried. A, I'm worried about their there. ERAs at the end of the year, pitching great American ballpark all year, rookies, home runs, weather's going to get hot. That's True. my only concern because they could have a 4-3 ERA but still be good pitchers, but just – and then it's like, oh, well, this other guy, you know, has a 3-8 or something, or Seiya Suzuki's going to win it too. That's why I'm not val- I'm not betting on any value picks in the NL. Like, Seiya Suzuki, I think, is going to win, and that's where all my money is. And no, I put it on Twitter a couple days ago. Did you see my tweet? I said, Seiya Suzuki will make an all-star team this year. I did see that. That's kind of why I brought it up. Because I, I, I brought it up, though, because the Cubs are not a great team. 
which means they're going to have to send someone to the All-Star. And he's going to deserve it regardless. He's going to deserve it whether he's on the Nationals, whether he's on the A's, whether he's on the Dodgers, whether he's on the Yankees. He's playing like an All-Star. And I do think that this will continue. We've seen nothing in the data or with our eyes that says, yeah, maybe this guy will teeter off a little bit. I haven't. And I, I don't think you have either. I love guys that elevate and hit the ball hard and walk more than they strike out. And he's doing all of those things. How could you not love this? How could you not love him? So that goes for today's episode, Thursday's edition of Not Gambling Advice. Go get your Just Baseball merch. The link is in our episode description. Join our chalkboard. It's our baseball group chat where Colby and I and all of the staff of Just Baseball, we talk baseball every day. We give our picks in there. We give more analysis in there, live bets, props, the whole nine. That link is in there. Also support our friends at Loop Trading Cards. They're doing box breaks on the Loop app every single day. Think of it as Twitch meets your local card shop. And what they do is they do box breaks every single day. And it's awesome. I've been in there too. It's like even at one in the morning, Arm said that he was at a bar and he he was doing a box break because he's an insano. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Colby, anything else before we leave? I bought a Robert Hassel rookie car Bowman first auto nice. and I'm amped about it. And that's all I have to say. I'm going to show you this man. He's looked good. He's looked good. Clark Schmidt for that's anybody. What I wanted to hear from really you. good. He yeah. looked great last night. Yes. Colby. See that card people, everyone watching us on YouTube. If you could hit us with a comment and a like, and make sure you subscribe. You're looking at a million dollars in my hand. That's what that looks like. Million. This is a house. I have a house. Or at least maybe one day. We'll see. Keep keep shoving, Clark Schmidt. So with that, thank you, everybody.